Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. And what you're, of course, listening to is the theme song for the Marvel cinematic universe uh, marvel movies tv shows robin do you have you watched marvel movies uh, one that stars robert donnie jr that's about it <laughs> the Iron avengers Man. the avengers all of that yeah all okay, of there that you go. now that is truly a movie franchise uh it has generated collectively movies and tvs 26 billion dollars with a b now, to put that in context for everyone, Star Wars, which also is a huge franchise, has generated about $10 billion. Harry Potter, another franchise, $9 billion. James Bond, another franchise, uh, has generated just under $8 billion. So when it comes to movie franchises, nothing come close, comes close to Marvel's uh, cinematic universe. So it's quite surprising for many um, recently to hear that Disney plans to scale back its streaming content uh, due to... The, cost-cutting, of course, and Marvel's uh, head, uh, Kevin Feige, also says the company plans to release fewer shows on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and it has been generating a lot of, obviously, dollars, but it's also been part of the broader cultural conversation. A lot of folks have said, look, it's a great storyline, we love it. Others have said, it's the death of cinema. <laughs> this is, it, but remember, he's talking about the shows, which are the precursors exactly, for the movies. Exactly. But all of this is cyclical, remember that, right? I do, but $26 billion is $26 billion. And as a dad of a 14-year-old who loves these movies... It's part of my universe, so <laughs> I mean, he's been educating me on it. Joining us now is uh, Steve Steving. He's a movie critic and the national movie guy for The Shift with Shane Hewitt. You can also find him online at stevestebbing.ca. Steve, thank you for joining us today. Of course, anytime. Uh, interesting uh, news. Is this strictly a business decision, or is this a, 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 perhaps a, a, a reasoning behind this is, I think we've been making too much too, too much of this product that it's getting watered down. I it might be a mix of both. It might be studios trying to tightening the wallet. It might be. I mean, because if you go on the internet, the the general consensus of of, of the the hive mind of the internet is that we're all sick of these movies. I, I can't consider myself part of the the people that are sick of it. But uh, maybe Kevin Feige and Louis Esposito and everybody else is kind of uh, taking that into consideration and deciding to scale back some of some of their shows, especially some of the shows that came out in 2022. I uh, didn't exactly um, have the reactions that they wanted it to. I mean, there was a lot of vitriol, uh, Internet boy vitriol against uh, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Um, and uh, I mean, some of the other films like Eternals and stuff weren't well received. Same with uh, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. So that might have reasoning to scale it back. But, I mean, as far as Disney Plus goes, they have more than Marvel going. They have Star Wars. They have so many other different shows in development from their back catalog. So 
there, there's, there's going to be other things to take those places. Yeah, I was thinking about just the output from Marvel. Three movies and three television series announced in 2022. They had four mm-hmm. films and five shows they put out in 2021. And I think the company initially, prior to this announcement, was looking at potentially five Disney Plus series just for, for, for this year alone. Why, I mean, I, I was talking about some of these other franchises, Star Wars, Harry Potter, uh, James Bond, all quite iconic characters. Why does the Marvel Cinematic Universe just uh, just outnumber all of these other franchises in such a massive way? What is about this franchise that really attracts people? I think it's just the history that Marvel had before going into making films. They have so much story that they can rely on. They have so many different characters and different iterations of the characters that they can rely on to make actual really interesting stories out of and ones that don't seem to, uh, you know, we're not going to repeat and seeing Bruce Wayne's parents get killed every time they have to reboot a Batman or they, we don't, uh, I mean, we don't see, the planet, the uh, planet of Krypton, explode, and uh, you know, sending Superman on his way in in, in his uh, lightspeed chariot to Earth. Like there are certain superheroes that always kind of have the same treatment, and I think Marvel was a break from that. I mean, especially with your first Iron Man movie, you have a billionaire playboy philanthropist who is teetering on the edge of excess, who has a real a real moment in the Middle East that kind of changes his trajectory entirely. And the charm of Robert Denny Jr. and the direction of John Favreau and, and Kevin Feige got that ball rolling. And, I, I, you know, if we look back at that movie, that's 2008, I, there's no way we would see the trajectory of where we are now. Uh, I guess partially uh, when you look at action films and particularly the Marvel uh, Cinematic uh, Universe, um, the story whatever superhero it is, translates well globally in that you can sell a superhero in Vancouver, you can sell mm-hmm. that same superhero in Beijing or New Delhi or, or Jerusalem uh, or Nigeria for that matter. I mean, the, the superhero movies, uh, strictly on a business standpoint, uh, I guess they love them because they translate well and can that bigger global box office is so very important now for Hollywood. Absolutely, and I, I mean, there's uh, there's more to it. That, there's more of a global appeal to it, bro, rather than it being just superhero movies. Because Marvel movies, for a long time, um, were able to dabble in different genres along the way and kind of play with different ideas, which brought in new audiences that had never taken in a Marvel movie before. I think it's slowing down now because I think it's a lot harder to just jump into a movie like Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Like you need to have at least an appendices of seeing what led to this situation. But those of us that are in it still, like me, I'm 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 not fully jaded yet. Steve, my spidey senses make me wonder though the fact that we're talking about this and that we're going to get fans all riled up that we're just being set up for a marketing ploy. What do you think? I think it's a, a little bit of that. I, I think the biggest problem for the Marvel Cinematic Universe now is they are chasing the dragon. They're trying to get that point in in avengers affinity war where cap says avengers assemble and he has all of the avengers around him in a huge battle with thanos where they're tr- still trying to chase that moment again and it really is like once in a lifetime and possibly once in a cinematic universe uh, i'm curious steve uh, my final question to you 
the criticism from um, you know movie purists and a lot mm-hmm. of high-profile directors, especially, uh, say the Marvel universe is ruining cinema. You couldn't make a classic movie like Godfather or Terms of Endearment or broadcast news today. Uh, that these big tentpole movies uh, have just taken up all the space and they've killed cinema. Do you think that's a fair criticism? I don't think that that's a, a very fair criticism because uh, as movie fans like myself, those we still do get big tentpole movies that are that are big dramatic movies. Scorsese is still making movies. Uh, I mean, Sam Mendes is still making movies. All of these these great auteurs are still making movies. We didn't stop them. We didn't stop Steven Spielberg from making from making a very cathartic, self reflective movie like The Fablemans last year. Just nobody went to see it. That's, that's the issue there. <laughs> that is true. And I think for, I think you raise a very good point. I think it calls out some of the silliness from Hollywood. That they can be quite self-indulgent. And mm-hmm. people want to see movies. And like you said, they're just not, it's not your typical superhero movies either. Yeah. They do have depth and breadth and there's storylines there and layers there. It's just not the old good guy versus bad guy. It's, it's, the storyline for superheroes has changed as well. Exactly. And I don't know why we're calling out superheroes for ruining cinema and we let Adam Sandler skate through the 2000s and not blaming anything on him. <laughs> Adam Sandler. There you go, Steve. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. That is Steve Stebbing, movie critic and national movie guy for The Shift with Shane Hewitt. You can find him online at stevestebbing.ca, of course. <laughs> oh, we were talking about Marvel ruining movies and, and we he just turned it over to blame Adam Sandler. I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> He's got a point, though, although I do like Adam Sandler movies, where you don't want to think, you just want to laugh a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, sure. On a plane, I, right? On a plane, when you're it, watching a movie on a plane. It, exactly. I, I do like the occasional Adam Sandler 